Hello, um, internet, YouTube, everybody out there. Uh, my name is Lexi the First, and thank you so much for joining us for the first ever Gotham City Tonight episode. I am here with Ryan D. Ryan, this side? Ryan? If you'd like uh, to this this side, yes. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yes, I'm so stoked that we're finally doing this. For those who don't know us, we've been doing, like, we've been talking about doing this for, gosh, it feels like since... I guess fall of last year. Yeah. yeah. Like it's been pretty close. And so now we are finally getting around to it. We're finally doing it. And we thought what better time to do it than San Diego Comic-Con weekend. There was a lot of fun stuff that came out already um, from this weekend. I mean, it's getting started. It's kicking off. There's a lot happening in the comic universe always. Uh, so yeah, I'm just excited. Uh, just kind of give you guys a general overview because this is our very first episode. Um, this is going to be a space for Ryan and I. It's not just comics. It really is um, the bat universe through movies, through comics, through toys, through anything else, animated shows, um, maybe live action shows, we'll see, um, <laughs> and all those sorts of things. Uh, to kind of talk about it, we'll probably end up talking about, you know, other heroes, we'll probably end up talking about Marvel, um, because you these things don't exist in a bubble, it's a big culture, and we'll just talk about things, I have no doubt. Um, but we're really, really excited. This is a space that we want to be inclusive, whether you're a new fan or an old fan, um, you know, whether you're a member of the queer community or another marginalized group that hasn't felt represented or welcomed in the past. Uh, that is something that we are very passionate about remedying here and making sure, because this is uh, like, it's a fan base and it's a story universe that has a lot of diversity in it. A lot of it is hidden and hard to find and a lot of it needs to be called out, so. That's, that's what it's we're gonna true. do. And and <laughs> comics, even in general, I think, are just becoming more uh, diverse, more welcoming. And it's not just even within its characters and its product, but it's the people also making the product, the writers and the artists themselves. So as we see more of that in uh, from the talent, we're going to see more of that in the books. And we're hopefully going to see more of that in the fan base. And that's just something that we just want to look forward to and celebrate and, and welcome onto this, uh, this bandwagon that we, we have built for so many years. So there's enough room for everybody as far as I'm concerned. So, Oh yeah. Cause there is a lot out there. There's a, there is a lot of Batman to consume in the world. So Absolutely. there's definitely room. There's something for everyone. Yes, I agree. <laughs> That should probably take us right to our the first thing we kind of want, really want to talk about and get in. Uh, first, I just want to I do want to acknowledge uh, the passing of a legendary writer of of Batman, the uh, Alan Grant. He was the co-creator of Tim Drake. If uh, anyone's probably got these issues kind of hanging around, or you probably know who Tim Drake is. I mean, he's been around for thirty years now at this point, and I know that's God. That's crazy to sound like he's been around for so long and. Uh, you know that was a, he became an iconic character, a fan favorite. He's he's come and gone and floundered, and he's been rebooted, refreshed, killed, come back just like any other sidekick. Uh, but you know, Alan Grant did a lot of. Uh, if you started reading comics around the time that uh, you know Batman Returns and Batman animated series came out, if you didn't know who he was, you probably do know his work. If that was your if animated series or returns was your gateway at that time. So it's uh, sad to hear about his passing, uh, but he is being very well remembered. Very like a lot of, a uh, lot of nice things being said about him on Twitter and, and all that and social media. So I just wanted to give a shout out because we're going to get into a lot of Tim talk today. Uh, he's kind of, <laughs> he's, he's our dude. 
I mean, he's the current Robin right now. You know, he, it's him. He's the one holding the mantle in the continuity right now. So can't avoid it, really. It's it, and his continuity is a little bit of a mess. And I feel like it's kind of been, uh, kind of since Damien kind of debuted. You kind of thought if you if you were reading comics at that time, for those who who were not, like there was Tim and kind of only Tim because Red Hood hasn't come back yet. There was Dick Grayson was already night well established as Nightwing at this point, mm-hmm. already doing his own thing, already had his own title. He was already his own established hero. So by the time, you know, Damien came in, it was like that whole, like, oh, oh, we see what's happening here. And he's about to get replaced by by something younger, something newer, something fresher, something a little more edgy. A little more uh, murderous. A little more murderous, <laughs> right? Because Tim's a nerd, right? Tim kind mm-hmm. of, like, he's he's that guy that studies, and he's the detective, and he's the geek mm-hmm. of the family. And, you know, it's... He, you, you could, you know, he's had his time, I guess. I'm actually don't even know how long Robins usually run for outside of Dick Grayson, who was like for decades. Yeah. You know, and then I now they kind of seem like. I think almost because Tim was established as like from the get go. I mean, he's the kid who became Robin by blackmailing Batman into letting him be Robin. Right. So I feel More like the less. thing with like Dick Grayson obviously had forever because comics just didn't really change and grow at the rate that they grow nowadays. You know, they were much more consistent. Um, that's been exponential. And then Jason Todd was a character like Dick and Jason. They came in so young with so much room to grow. Like Jason was this angry street urchin mm-hmm. kid who had so much learning to do. Dick was this like circus kid who needed to grow up. Tim came in pretty established like in who he was already. And like, he was still young. He still had growing to do, but he, and he almost like wasn't set up to, he was set up to help Batman grow. He was the first one who really like was set up to be like, you are here to be a catalyst for something for Batman as opposed right. to kind of the other way. And around. to help Batman heal as well, because yeah. it actually wasn't that long ago or in comic time uh, <laughs> since, uh, you know, uh, since Jason was murdered. Yeah. Right. So and it's and it's been really interesting to see how Tim's kind of like grown in all his because he's also the first Robin to get his own ongoing series. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's about to get his own series again. Uh, You know, like he's kind of that that guy. And I mean, like, sure, Damien's had his books, too, but they're they've always kind of felt more like miniseries because they always. Absolutely. But that's because of the time, too, because not only is. Damien's comics constantly getting rebooted back to number one. DC as a whole is having this problem of continually yeah. going back to yes. number one. Well, and I think with Damien, he keeps getting these little mini series because DC has an endgame vision for Damien. And it's an endgame vision that I hate and hope they're going to change because I think it's <laughs> right. dumb. It's fine. You know, you guys are the professionals, not me, but stop. Um, <laughs> but I really think that's part of why they can't just have this ongoing run with him. So you have an ongoing mm-hmm. run, weird shit happens. You know, no matter how good the yep. writer is, no matter how good the team is, you know, you have an ongoing run and weird stuff happens eventually. And so they have to contain him to these miniseries because they are, they are leading up to him, you know, going back to the League of Assassins. You know, if he does become Batman, he's going to be a dark Batman or, you know, in Batman Beyond, he's, you know, running the League of Assassins and giving Terry hell, you know. So he just, they, they have an end game for him in mind. Whereas with Tim, they don't, respectfully, don't know what the heck they're doing with Tim. You know, Damien right. was... 17 when Damien was 10. Damien is now 14, leaving home, giving up the mantle, and Tim is still 17 and coming back to Robin. 
Like that feels disrespectful to Tim. Well, for Tim as well, though, he he always made that statement. And this was like, this goes way back as well. He said he will never become Batman. He will always mm -hmm. be Robin. So even if and he was an thing, adult, yeah. he would be an adult Robin. Like yeah. just that's it. That's his mantle. He, doesn't, he didn't want it. to be Red Robin. He didn't. He never wanted to move on. Like Dick took Robin from him, which is a whole other conversation and is an unfortunate one. But yeah, but Tim was has always kind of said he just wants to be Robin. But you kind of felt like that that was the opinion of a child and hopefully he would grow up and, you know, be 20 and like the youngest CEO of Wayne Enterprises ever and go, huh, maybe I don't need to still be Robin. Like you kind of want that for him. You, you do. And I agree. And it's just like, cause you know, when he became Robin, it wasn't, he didn't have that traumatic, that trauma, that catalyst that made him become Robin. He was just smart and a little cocky and <laughs> figured things out. So it's, he is like that's what makes him the more like very like more way more different than the rest of them like he, he's always mm -hmm. that kind of like but you're right it you always i always did kind of feel like he was going to eventually just outgrow it and not yeah. even need a mantle at all yeah i actually kind of felt the same way i mean he could even step in and do kind of an oracle role i feel like and be really right. fantastic at it i just want to quickly acknowledge the chat here yes yeah thank you thank you jacob Thank you. He's <laughs> one of the hosts of Toy Anxiety on Tuesday night at the Hello. Yes Handsome podcast show with me. Uh, thank you for checking out the show, even if it's for a quick moment, because I know you're at San Diego Comic-Con right now. <gasps> so Bearded exciting. Toy Guy. It's okay to be late. <laughs> we'll be so here for a while. Yep. It's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, yeah, it kind of brings us to like now, because we seem to be kind of going through the history of Tim Drake here, because even when... Damien came, he kind of just disappeared. New 52 happened. They killed him yeah. off for a little bit. Then they brought him yeah. back. They kind of started calling. Well, he even even before New 52, he was Red Robin for a bit. Then back to yeah. Robin, we're in the Kingdom Come. There cross. was a phase where he was just like the Drake. Like he literally used his actual last name as his hero name. I know. Like, come on, Bendis. I love you, Bendis, but come on. You know, and he wore that weird brown costume and the weird justification of him calling himself Drake because, oh, they're 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 really aggressive birds. And I'm just like, but Tim's not an aggressive dude. So I'm just like, yeah, what are you doing? He like really went through a phase there. He did. So and I love I do love the new costume. I think Tim has yeah. always been that again. He's been that spearheader of that those new costumes, those new Robin looks. Mm -hmm. I think him and Damien have really kind of like set that standard of like, you know, that cool new Robin look. Yeah, I think they've definitely also just set the standard of like being because I feel like Jason's run as Robin before Red Hood was so focused on him. Like, sorry, I just saw the chat. Um, <laughs> that's okay if you're not a, a Tim Drake fan. We we're going to be talking about Tim Drake today because he's he's. He's a topic of conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, <laughs> Jason's uh, Robin run really was about replacing Dick, was about like making the world think that Robin hasn't changed. Was I love right. the few moments we've had where Jason was actually a redhead who dyed his hair black to try and look like Dick as Robin. Like, you know, um, those things I thought were really actually cool about Jason's Robin. And then Tim was really the first one that came in and was like, I'm not Jason. I'm not dick i'm you just need a robin and it, he's the one who said it doesn't matter who it is you just need a robin yeah correct and yeah and he Damien became the guy in like the chair assassin. for a while too like he wasn't <laughs> mm -hmm. you know i know like his first appearance like any other robin first appearance 
it, you know, he's uh, just kind of doing his thing. Does the coup, the, the, you know, the jump in to save Batman as every first appearance Robin should have, you know, he kind of, it was a very similar entrance even for the Chris O'Donnell Robin and Batman forever. Like those, it's mm. funny how Tim Drake kind of became the the met, like, you know, yeah, it was Dick Grayson in Batman animated series, but he looked and kind of acted like Tim. They have taken a lot (laughs) from Tim for the animated Dick Graysons, especially recently. They know they absolutely have. And it's, I get, because I think what's so cool about the Robins is how different and how distinct they are. I get a little butthurt when I see them kind of stepping on each other's toes, like toes design wise sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, because I think the Bat fam already, like, especially, they all just look so much alike. And sometimes the way they're drawn, like, the only difference is like the hairstyle. And even then yeah. sometimes it's not, it's like, so I'm like, you gotta like give us these like defining features for them. Otherwise they're just one weird feral Robin conglomerate. Well, that's kind of what happened with Jason and and Dick, right? Like they, mm-hmm. like, I remember being just starting to get into comics and being so confused on what was going on. Yeah. Especially like when you're just like first jumping in, because I think like I think I started like I started like young so like we're talking like yeah. when I was like 10 years old and I was just like you're going in you're like oh that's Robin but then you're, you're like and then you're always kind of told like at, in, at the schoolyard you know oh they killed Robin but then who's this Robin but then you find out you're reading a back issue of yeah what's going on or they you like don't so realize that same. there's there's Batman but then there's Batman and Robin but then there's Robin and it's like all these runs that are like coexisting at the same time but they're different right. stories and it's so confusing. Like it is. Like comics are confusing. <laughs> it's hard keeping up with these mainstream characters that are in thirty different things at once. Like it's well, difficult. So even when you try to like, I remember even going like way, way back at one point, and I was just like, "What is happening here?" And I realized I'm reading like original Earth Two Batman, not even yeah. like Earth One. Ba- like it gets wild, right? It took me took me years to get that all sorted in my head and I just like you know what I'm just gonna read Robin comics and Nightwing and yeah. that's exactly what I did right so it's absolutely but, and Tim Drake he was my he was my gateway drug into DC because I was just reading X-Men there for like the longest time and mm. yeah. once I saw that that new costume for Robin I was like that's my boy you're like there it is I yeah. claimed right <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens for me it really was actually just more of like the general justice league it was wonder woman that got me into dc like i took one i mean as, i don't know if that's like sinful to say on our batman show but you know as for me as like a little girl like i took one look at her and i went her i want to be her like i'm i'm that's that's my that's my person so we, I also, we like, do that too I got so confused. We, yeah yep we i did the that because again that was robin that was nightcrawler that's like you see something and sometimes you don't even really know the ins and outs of the character yet, but you just see them, something something connects, something clicks, and you're like, mm-hmm. that's who I, I want to be. That's it. Yeah. Right? And, like, and you follow them. And for me, like what really helped me when I was first getting, I remember even as a kid was like, because the issues were so confusing. Again, I was just like, so we don't even, there wasn't as much like internet resources even back then. You couldn't just sit down and be like, oh, let me figure it out. And like, yeah, he said, you mostly do the cartoons. Like Justice League Animated um, was huge for getting me into the comics. Because um, that's where I started. I, after watching just these animes, when I went, oh, I need to go find these comics now. Thinking it's like, you just find a comic. It's called Justice League. You read issues one through 10 <laughs> and it's easy and it's fun and it's great. And you realize that's not oh. how it works. But the complete graphic right. novels like Kingdom Come, 
probably mm-hmm. my favorite DC, gra- DC graphic novel of all time. You know, uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight run. Yeah, like yep. these made it so much easier for me. And it meant that you weren't really getting the main storyline, but at least you got to know the characters and you got a complete story. <laughs> right. And I think that's like, yeah, I think that like those are all uh, like awesome pickups. Like those are the ones to me, Kingdom Come is always like an easy recommend. Right. Oh, like so you don't even have to really be in to me. You don't have to be into comics to appreciate kingdom come just because it's like it's that alex ross painted work there's a very there's a lot of strong social social messages that i still think apply today not just within the mid to late 90s i think it's i think there's just a lot there i think there's a lot to soak in and it's just also just it's beautiful it's gorgeous and the characterization of the trinity is really fantastic right and so yeah it's absolutely and it's like it's it's great seeing and to me i feel like even a lot of characters as they got older i thought they were depicted appropriately yeah so like, no absolutely. Uh, even, even with dick grayson then at that for that particular universe is uh you know being red robin and you've got the mm-hmm. their depiction of that very bitter angry oliver queen green arrow yeah it's just the and more like aggressive wonder woman like that old warrior queen wonder woman love that for her <laughs> yep and just clark kent going back to the farm just going back yeah. on nose and just it was doing so thing. good it was just it was really brilliant so yeah I, that's what i always honestly recommend when people want to get i'm like forget the issues come back to the issues when you've like taken a moment like start with some of these complete stories so you can like even get a feel if you enjoy reading comics some people the graphic like the, the structure of it doesn't work with their brain which is also valid you know <laughs> right yep no it totally is i get it just start and with an origin a... story it's fine yeah just start with that <laughs> <laughs> nice the uh but it's like again too like and like now when i find people have it so much easier to have that like that jumping on point because again like yeah. growing up in the 90s you kind of like you don't have it you have to go to the comic store or the or the drugstore the spinner rack and grab yeah. what's there. There were there were like trades used to be like forty dollars in the nineties. Yeah. And ninety dollars like that's like that's like seventy sixty dollars today for a trade. Because yeah, they were so absolutely. rare and they didn't print so many. So but now that's just like that's your DVD. That's your that's your <laughs> your your yeah. trades like your DVD with bonus features. Or if you're and like me and, and you have uh what is it, DC Infinite? Um it's it's it actually has I found helped me a lot even paying just for not even the comic access but the organization of it like being able to like like in the app it's actually really cool I'm not sponsored or anything y'all this is just me trying to be helpful if you're trying to, if you would like some help getting organized like I do um, but if you want to sponsor us is, yeah but if you'd like to sponsor us because otherwise my solution is literally like pick a run I'm interested in go on Wikipedia read as much as I can up to where they're at now and then try and jump in and you know just look things up as I go. But DC mm-hmm. Infinite does have a cool thing where, like, let's say there's a character you're interested in. So let's say Damian Wayne, just throwing that out there. You know, so let's say you're like, I'm just in Damian Wayne. You can click on the character and it'll be like, hey, here are his appearances in order. Here's what we recommend. Um, right. That's actually really cool. Right? See? Look at that. That's an oh, entry point yes. if I ever heard one. Batman and Robin, 1982 Fisher yes. Price set. Read along The Case of the Laughing Sphinx. It's funny. Oh. The Case of the Laughing Sphinx. I feel like I should even know what that is. Yeah, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. I, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna we're going to have right now. I think we're going to have to find it and we're going to do our own commentary on it. 
Yes. <laughs> I think that's what we're going to do. We sure are. Ooh. Oh, that is right? so fun. Now he's got to find a cassette player. I bet you anything it's on YouTube somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's got to be. It has to be. There's no, every, all that stuff I is found now. It. It's on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> it's here right here. It's 40 minutes long. So maybe not this very. Oh, second. my gosh. So but it's be here. <laughs> but. <laughs> But that's gonna, what my yeah. son is. So for those of you who don't know, my son is named Damien after Damien Wayne. Uh, that's probably how we're going to put my Damien to bed tonight is we're just going to play this for him. Yeah. <laughs> my boy Brandon here, BC DeLorean. <laughs> yeah. I did some reading Batman stories after seeing the panel of Batman on a dirt bike in zero. Dude. I love Thumb that. King, man. Tom King's run, telling you. That's <laughs> and I will say, I think that that has become a lot more common, even with like the internet and Twitter and those things and Instagram, where people come mm -hmm. across someone just sharing a cool panel and people stop and go, I want to read whatever that's from. Like, I want to know about that. I think that's happening a lot more. It's happening right. for sure. Yeah, because my gateway into comics wasn't actually like, it, what, like, it's funny. It wasn't like Batman 89. Like Batman 89 or even like superpowers toys. Cause I had those a lot too when I was a kid, but it was just like, they weren't, they weren't that catalyst to get me reading comics. What it was like, mm. I saw a magazine called comic scene and it had Jim Lee X-Men on the cover. This is before X-Men number one. So he was still doing uncanny X-Men at this point. And I was wow. like, Oh my God, I need, what is this? Yeah. And I, begged my parents to get it it was an expensive magazine for the time i had to like beg and they were just like fuck shut them up you know <laughs> we'll just get it for them yeah they got it for me and then <laughs> and then that was it it was game over there was no turning back like marvel cards were coming out soon after x-men 92 wasn't that that far like the animated series the yeah. x-men number one death of superman was right around the corner like i oh. just jumped into comics like right before all the all the turning points the major turning points of comics and comics becoming in into the mainstream happened yeah right like so right before batman animated series like batman animated series probably got me more reading batman than i think anything else ever did that show still to this day it just set a bar it did for it, i mean for live very... action cartoon for anything just for like adapted comic media that show is was a catalyst yes it's Oh, dude, I still watch it, like, every, like, at least once a year. I, I just, like, oh, go yeah. on. I pick a weekend and just order pizza and Absolutely. veg and out. This hurts my heart to say as someone who loves Superman. I love Superman. The Superman animated series did not hit the same way. It, it was a little rougher. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, it's. It is, yeah. Like, and it's art, too. Most like, people don't you, even know it ran, that it was a thing that was kind of, like, coinciding. And there were some cool, like, crossover movies and stuff and episodes that happened. There was a really weird one where Batman started dating Lois Lane. Um, oh, my God. Okay. So, that okay. That's <laughs> World's Finest. That was, like, yeah. that was, like, their big thing. That was their big, like, World's Finest was, like, when they, because they did Batman animated series. They stopped doing Batman animated series, brought in the Superman animated series. Then everything went crazy between Batman rough. Forever and Batman and Robin. And they were like, we're going to bring Batman animated series back. I think I even have the wizard back here where they first <laughs> talk about it and they show you the first new designs. And they were like, we're going to yeah. do the Batman Superman adventure hour or like yeah. Batman Superman adventures. And yeah. they, and they were like the big kickoff for that was that crossover episode, that world's finest episode. And it which was to me, one. it was like, 
gosh, why wasn't that Batman versus Superman? Because they yeah. they fight for a hot minute. Yeah, right? there's like, like a short misunderstanding, like a hot minute. They're like, and then of course there's the weird <laughs> thing where like Lois likes Superman, but like Clark can't get her. So she starts dating Bruce Wayne. Then she finds out Bruce Wayne is Batman and dumps him because she doesn't like Batman. <laughs> and Bruce yeah. literally as he's leaving town, just like turns to Superman and is like, all right, your turn to give it a try. It's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like, dude. weird. And Bruce was like half dating her because he liked her, half dating her because he was trying to piss Clark off. It yeah, was... I know. That's but she like sincerely liked him back. She was like gonna marry. She was gonna move back to Gotham with Bruce. It was like yeah, serious. That's, that's gutsy. I would not want to be a reporter. Yeah. I would. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be in anything in Gotham. <laughs> but yeah, right? it was so, I, I honestly kind of feel like, and I feel like it's ironic because, like you said, that was when they started trying to do like the superhero buddy dynamic, and I almost think that kind of kicked off like the Batman versus Superman kind of like animosity storyline because i mean it's not that that's never happened before but it got pretty it got, i think I, I feel like it picked up a lot more after that uh yes i guess like Especially they turned their rivalry and... like into an animosity right and i that's why i think i see because i i did because i wasn't quite sure how we were going to go about today's episode because i was like just in case we're like telling people are like, you implying hey, we did like... not have a plan hold on what dude why <laughs> we have a plan we don't need Sir. a plan we do hold not on. need a plan but <laughs> see but my my favorite like kind of Batman Superman stories is this, right? Oh, me too. Double day. Because because here they're friends. They're just friends yeah. hanging out, right? Best and doing, they and doing are fun things. Playing baseball. Each other's everything. Yeah. Yes. Right. So they like, are like. Just, Oh, just yep. Steven loves this one too. Can I do that thing where I click on it and it shows? Oh, I can do the thing. Sorry, you guys, we're learning. Yeah. I'm learning oh, today. I, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I gave you admin <laughs> privileges. Don't don't worry about that. I have privilege. That's new. You have. Uh, <laughs> I used my privilege to give you privilege. Yes. <laughs> that's all I ever wanted. Thank that's you for your support. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's no, what I do. True. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're that's the one where they dress as each other, where they dress talk as about each other. other. Where they go for ice cream. Love. Yeah. They and and I joke, one... like, I love Lois and Selena. I love them. I love them with Clark and Bruce, but also Clark and Bruce are married. Like they just are. Like canonically, it, that's why Bruce can't marry Selena because he's already married to Clark. They're yeah. the way the comics <laughs> do their relationship. It's so fun. And I sincerely love them platonically, like them and Diana, like that Trinity dynamic, I think is so beautiful um, yep. as like the friends that they are. But like you have these scenes in the comics where like you literally have someone like saying they're going to take what Clark loves most and like they are targeting Lois. Then the last second they turn and shoot Bruce because they're like, just kidding. The person that they literally are describing, they're like the person Superman can't live without. The person Superman tells everything. The person Superman tells lo most. And literally they swerve around Lois and shoot and they're like, it's Batman. And I'm just like. Yeah. But even, <laughs> even Dick treats Superman like his other dad. 100 well superman is dick's also a favorite superhero yes <laughs> but still yeah, but like, like yeah, no, superman is absolutely dick's other dad <laughs> yeah like because it's again it's just i know they try to like play on the whole thing of like you know they survived world war ii together so of course why wouldn't yeah. they be but you know Literally. it's <laughs> but like yep. there's so many issues of of nightwing where he goes to superman for guidance where he can't necessarily get the same advice like from Bruce, because Bruce is so just like yeah, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce is so Bruce, right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yep. And then even you have like, you know, back before he was aged up. Um, <laughs> that's it. I started something and I'm not yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, when like Damien and John were the super sons, it was basically like Bruce and Clark and their two sons. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I always think that's great. I think every Robin needs a Superboy as well, even though like Dick didn't Dude, have one necessarily. Robin... But no, Dick had Superman as well. Clark was Robin's super, you know, right? One hundred percent. You know, Damien had John, and then Tim uh, had. Tim had, uh, yeah, had Connor. So it was. And Jason has Bizarro, which Jason has Jason... Bizarro. <laughs> Jason's You're got correct. Bizarro, yes. so he's got his super too. I... I totally <laughs> forgot about yes, yeah, you're right. They've all got a and it super. totally makes sense. Yes. Yeah, Dick just happens to share his with Bruce. It's fine. Oh my god, that's so funny. But also I love in the that. current world's finest run, uh Dick and Kara are very fun together. The that's a good one. Yeah. See, I haven't I I keep I need to get that new uh world's finest. Because I yeah. think that first trades are. Keep me are, up yeah. to date on Batman because Batman solo makes me frustrated, and I will keep you up to date on what he's doing with the supers because I love them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's just like because I need to get because I love the art for that new book as well. Oh, it's that, so the new good. world's finest book, and I love anytime Batman is in blue, I'm a hundred percent in. Yep. Oh, I mean, there's literally an entire scene in that one too, where like Clark is you know stuck behind this like giant door as villains do you know and he, bruce is like banging on it trying to get him out and Kara's like you have to stop and bruce is yelling like no he needs me i know he needs me and Kara's like i loved him too and it's like y'all <laughs> this is not fan fiction this is the comic yeah <laughs> well that's how comics start that's <laughs> exactly all, it all starts as fan fiction right <laughs> yeah it's sincerely like them and the whole trinity dynamic i just again that's like what that's what got the only reason I got into Batman was because I loved the way he worked with Superman and Wonder Woman. Um, and right. then getting into Batman, I got into the Bat Fam, you know, and I got into the Robins. I've always loved the Robins way more than I liked Batman himself. You know Especially, what? I'm I, not the biggest Bruce Wayne fan. <laughs> it's it took me, I think it wasn't until until Hush came out. Mm. Like when Jim Lee took over Batman, is when I really started to get into like actual, like actually Batman. Yeah, uh, because I've always been, like I said, just way more into, way more into Dick, way more into Tim. Like I just, I just connected more with them. I and I also connect more with Clark Kent, uh, <laughs> as well. So it's just like you know, growing up on the farm and moving to the city and all that stuff. You know, like you mm -hmm. connect to these. Yeah, I didn't do that. I just really like Clark. <laughs> yeah, just and I get that too. Like why? <laughs> like if you don't like yeah. Clark, there's some. I you're the problem. right like. <laughs> exactly like don't don't get me started on the superman is boring rant that's for another day <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we can get oh we'll definitely get into that one well <laughs> superman is not boring prove me wrong that'll be the exactly <laughs> like invite people to debate it this is the one time i accept your you know unwanted comments let's go <laughs> oh yeah let's oh we should totally set up a debate yes on our next Gosh. friday episode we'll set up a debate yeah, we should also, yeah. though, touch on, before we just rant about Batman for a thousand years, uh, but also, yes, the Batman definitely made me want to go back and reread the t style of comic that it was pulled from, because so good. Um, yes. The Long Halloween. It made Stephen and I go back and appreciate The Long Halloween, too. Um, yeah. Reread Ego mm, by Darwin yeah. Cook. Oh, so 
But um, right. but yeah, we need to touch on something else that came out of San Diego Comic-Con, and that is R.I.P. The Death of the Snyderverse. Well, according to Jim <laughs> Lee, there's no plans for it to move forward. I am absolutely okay with it. Yeah, I, and also not surprised. I Yeah, like it's... You've got the... The guy who plays the Flash is wanted by the police. Uh, yeah. Ray Fisher's done with Warner Brothers. Like he's yeah. just—he's done. Like there's I'm pretty no sure Henry way Cavill is just bored of being Superman. Uh, no, he's mentioned he wants to come back as Superman, oh, but I, we'll, I missed that. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see where that goes, and people are just like, he can't do Superman without Zack Snyder, and it's just like, well, well he did Suicide Squad without David Ayer. Without... Yeah. <laughs> right. So I mean, like, yeah, they they can. I mean. I don't see why not. I think that was what was so painful about the Snyderverse for me was how much I loved the casting and then how <laughs> much the script did not live up to the casting. I'm like, oh. I, I wouldn't change out, you know, any of those actors. Like, I just would make yep. them say entirely different things. <laughs> yeah, and, and act a completely different way. Yeah. Like, I think that's just... Henry would be allowed to smile for one. And, and just, like, it's... When I go to a... When I see or read or experience Superman, I want to, whenever I'm done with that, whether it's at the movie theater or a comic book or like just even just a whole storyline, like the whole when the storyline's done, I want to come out feeling inspired and wanting to do yeah. better. I want to be better. You should uh, get the warm fuzzies. Right. I shouldn't leave depressed and confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Being like, well, Yep. I know what I'm talking to about my with my therapist tomorrow, and it's going to be Man of Steel, right? It should yeah. it, it shouldn't be that. Just, yep. You know, so it is, well, even just the visual of it, the fact that it was they just DC is trying to make every comic movie a Batman movie because yes. Batman succeeded. So they're like, well, but Batman succeeded because it's Batman because you nailed Batman. You can't just apply the Batman filter to Superman because you just get a bad Superman. Like I in Batman versus right. Superman visually. What I wanted so badly was like, if it was a Superman scene, vivid colors, right? Like the bright mm -hmm. and the vivid, his red, like when you Sunshining. see his costume in person, it's so vivid. Like the costume design itself outside of the film, it is a bright blue and a bright red. And in the movie, there are these dull muted, huh? I have, <sighs> uh, I know that costume very well, the Cavill costume. Oh. I have... I have photos of myself wearing the screen-used costume from when I worked on it. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll share those on the channel one of these I days. would get my left nut to wear that or the Wonder Woman one. Mostly the Wonder Woman one. Yeah, the Wonder Woman costume was there, too. I, Did you wear I, that I, one as well? I, I threw the bracelets. Oh, ah, she's, just so, the bracelets? she's so small. And yet I don't pregnant even... first part of that filming. She did. She felt yeah. she. They literally put a green screen over her pregnant belly. And as someone who's been pregnant, what the? Good yeah, for her. She, yeah, but she's like she's still so so small. And then uh, yeah. they had we had Batman's costume there too, but it was like it was like the size of a bearskin rug because <gasps> Ben Affleck is already like a massive dude. But then they're yeah. already adding in like what looks like a fucking foam mattress, camping yeah. mattress on top of him. It's mm -hmm. like I remember like just trying to put on the leg armor and or no, it was the the arm armor and like I it, it a mess. Yeah. A mess. Like it's <laughs> but like, a glorious mess. 
yeah, but his yeah. uh his his armor just like <laughs> yeah, but like you Steven know. said, Gal, she gained weight to play Wonder Woman, which she again, did. there's no body shaming on this channel. Like she is a beautiful, healthy person and good for her, but yeah, absolutely. oh man, what I would not give to wear that outfit. Um <laughs> see. Yeah, Batman Forever is your favorite 90s movie. Yeah, you know what? It's actually uh mine as well. Oh, I, I feel know. I actually feel that Batman Forever is closest to the comics than any of the other ones from the 90s were. And yeah, up until when the you Batman, really. And when I watch Batman Returns and Batman Forever, this was like a few but oh gosh, everything feels like a few years ago cuz COVID wiped away like 5 years. Yes. But this correct. was like I guess now it would be like almost 10 years ago. The I watched uh Batman Forever and Batman Returns. Like I watched them like back to back. And they blend very very well more than i think people yes. would give it credit for it's that it's that jump from like if you watch batman returns and then watch batman and robin you'd be like what is going on but yep. <laughs> right it's very Absolutely. jarring but it's like it's even still jarring going from batman forever to batman and robin but i mean like yeah. that's a whole other thing i can get into the whole making of batman and robin and what happened there but it's like the <laughs> and what didn't happen there <laughs> and what didn't happen there but i still think yeah batman and batman forever's got one of the best soundtracks ever oh yeah oh yeah, yeah i need i need to go back and re i am so bad when it comes to that whole era of like the 90s batman films because steven and i just re-watched them recently too and I, and I think it's because whenever I watch them, I feel like I always binge them. I always like watch a ton of them back to back instead of, you know, watching them separately. So then I always have just this big muddled memory of all of them. And like the only one right. that really stands out is of course, Batman and Robin. That's the one where I'm like, I know you were something else. <laughs> and, and it's funny too, because it's like Batman, like it's like, I remember the, the hype for Batman 89, like that summer. Mm -hmm. I remember it so, so well. It's like so ingrained in me, but like there was like the, the Batman returns wasn't, they didn't have the hype there, but I remember being very excited for it because, yeah, you know, Catwoman, I think at that point too, Batman returns. It's like when my hormone monster came knocking at the door and was like, Hey, Hello. you like that? <laughs> yeah. You like that? Don't you? <laughs> it's like, Oh, you shit. like the leather cat suit. <laughs> yeah. You like that? A little bit of, a little bit of damage, a little bit of, a yep. little bit of darkness. That was like definitely that? still in my phase of, do I want to be her or do I want her? Yeah, confusing time period in my life. <laughs> right? Turned out it was both. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so the, uh, but I remember that hype too, like Batman, like Batman Returns. But then all of a sudden, like there was this weird turning point of like Batman Forever, and I or and I don't know if it was just the marketing being so so good mm -hmm. for Batman Forever, or if it was just like, and I think part of it too was we're finally getting Robin. And me being so huge into Robin at that point. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, in the 90s, if you're a teenager and you're reading comics, it wasn't cool at all. Yeah. Like, and to, and I remember like I had like my circle of friends in which I could be like, oh, fuck yes, Robin. And, uh, but like, you can't really like go to high, like go to school and be all like, fuck yeah, Robin. You know? <laughs> You can't <laughs> like there's a there was a lot of comics I read in high school that I would never like like just I'll leave those ones at home but I'll carry my X Men around with me because oh yeah I mean I'm gonna throw my husband under the bus a little bit here I know when he was in high school he literally had Batman comics that he hid under his mattress 
you know, and that was like his pretty <laughs> secret was that he was this like massive Batman nerd. Right. <laughs> right. But it's but like in high school though too, like it's it's crazy I ever dated in high school. Like when I think about it, I think it was just me at one point just stopping giving a shit. Like is there was yeah. just a point where I just like fuck, I just don't care who knows anymore. Because like my posters went from like trying to be cool things to like Fantastic Four. I had like a 90s like Wonder Woman poster. And we're talking we were talking oh, about nice. this earlier off the air. It's like one of those Wonder Woman posters where it's like she has no intestines. That yeah. back is like yep, bent the waistline is here. Is you know it's it's like Diodoto's like earliest work. So it's oh, sorry, very Steven like... is very passionately correcting me that it was under his bed frame, not his mattress. Oh, sorry, thank that you. makes a very that makes a huge difference. You're right. My bad, Hunt. Yeah, you're right. It won't bend <laughs> the comics under the mattress. You're right. So it's yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I remember like there was like a time where I just said, screw it. Had Gen 13 posters, had Wonder Woman, had Fantastic Four. Because again, Fantastic Four 2 was like you don't tell people you read Fantastic Four. Like it was such See, a dork book because it was all about like science and adventure. Yeah. See, I didn't have, I never got a gauge when I was in school of what comics were cool and what wasn't. Cause I, all of my friends were like anime manga fans. And that's kind of how I've been even like right. for the past, like, you know, six years or whatever. Like I've always, I, it's just, I think that's why this podcast was so, or this show, whatever you want to call it was such a big deal to me. Cause I just have not had people to talk about DC comics with. Cause most of the people I've met who were also into DC comics were kind of assholes, you know? <laughs> Right. I, I believe it. I like, and again, it's like you, you, you hear all the horror stories at cons, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, women can't show up without some douchebag quizzing them. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember my first Emerald city with Steven back when we were first dating. Um, you know, I just got, we were dressed as red hood and nightwing, um, and got all this shit. Like I kept getting stopped with like comments that were unnecessary the quizzing the everything and we had been at that it was like for like half a day before steven just turns to me and he's like i can't believe this is real life like i cannot believe <laughs> how much i have had to watch you deal with in like the four hours that we have been here i'm just like yeah this, <laughs> this, this is it's i i don't know if it's getting any better it's just like because again i don't like now I've got, oh, I'm finally point. where you're at. It has not gotten better. I've just stopped giving a shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right. Cause it's just, I guess you kind of, you kind of have to. Cause like for me, mm -hmm. I just like, I've, I've kind of stopped even like cosplaying at conventions because it's like, I uh, like, yeah. I've also noticed too, as a guy, when I stopped cosplaying at conventions, the writers and artists actually talk to me a bit more. Yeah. It's really weird where it's like the opposite for women where and women come in and cosplay. It's like, like it shouldn't it would, have to be that way, but some people it shouldn't have to be that way. Weird. It is, but whatever. And I just yeah, kind of like, so is. now I just kind of go casual and I go with my books I want to get signed and then just strike up a conversation. And then I just kind of leave it at that, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, and two, it's actually kind of nice going casual. Cause oh my gosh. Yes, it is. Man. It, it, you don't you don't realize how hard costumes are and how much work they are until you stop doing it and you're just kind of like oh this is nice yeah it's rough i mean um i know that you and i are both going to be at emerald city comic-con and i'm already looking at what i may or may not be wearing for that one and i'm tired i'm pre-tired i haven't even decided yet and i'm already tired right <laughs> yeah i'm probably not going to 
dress up. Because <laughs> it's for like, you. Well, honestly, it's middle of summer. Yeah, it's Which going to be. I mean, disgusting. I know they're trying to get it back to uh, spring, but it's uh right. This is our so transition found, year. I always found that like we were always pretty lucky with Emerald City Comic Con weather. Like it was very yeah. like if it rained, it we never got like that crazy downpour, the crazy storms. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't. Yeah, I can't absolutely. really even think think of a time where it was just like oh this is gross <laughs> you know like, yeah and even if it is it's been like for a day Northwest. it's never been an entire weekend right yeah yeah exactly and it's just like and so but now it's just like the idea of like doing a costume in the heat is just like nope i know my tolerance has dropped so much i like get dressed up like get some photos and i'm like and now i'm changing for the rest of the day sorry yeah. if you missed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's all See, but you could always wear Wonder Woman at any point in time, and you're probably going to be like Ugh. way more comfortable. Just love her so much. It's fine. <laughs> I'm five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't care how uncomfortable. I don't care whether she's comfortable or not. I Wonder Woman is just that's oh, that's my girl. That's a, anyway. Back to our Batman Batman podcast. Yes. <laughs> Right, but no, um, we were ta- I'm trying to remember where we left off, even with Batman. But we were talking like about the movie Snyderverse, I think. Like, yeah, in Snyderverse. And that's so, right. like moving forward, so my question is, do you still want to see them try and push this, like what Marvel has done, this the overlapping movies, the like overarching story, or do you want to just see DC focus on good individual films? If they can make a crossover work somehow, like with uh, like. With the Suicide Squad, for instance, yeah, if they can make that work, or with like with Peacemaker as well, if they can make it work, and it's good, then good. I mean, like I'm not gonna like say no, but at the end of the day, and, and this goes with Marvel as well, and I'm just gonna flat out say it. Like, I don't want to have to watch movies from like forever ago. Like, and I understand that that's what comics are as well, where sometimes things come up and you have to go back. 10 20 years to find out what that one issue yeah. was where yeah. you know and there's a little note in the corner that says please reference like you know blah blah blah, blah issue blah 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 and you're just like right i have and homework I, you're like i have homework to read this comic and it's funny because people are people call me and be like do i have to watch such and such do i have to watch thor to watch this do i have to watch yeah. you know do i have to watch this to watch this and you can tell like when people are asking that they're over it already they already don't and want to, yeah. I think people need to do with like with a lot of comic movies, which I'm totally fine with crossovers. But when people are having their when characters are having their own individual movies, they need to be able to stand alone. And I think yes. that's why some of the earlier Marvel stuff, like Winter Soldier, we'll just bring that one as an example. That's why that one works so well. And yeah. with the Batman now all of a sudden also kind of like spreading its wings a little bit we are getting that penguin series on hbo max yeah see how that goes <laughs> right could, I, i'll be hopeful i'll give it a chance oh i'm i am stoked i am stoked yeah? bring it on so i'm just kind of like <laughs> they're if they're already going to start expanding that universe as well to the point where like you might have to watch the penguin in order to get maybe a reference that's happening in the batman 2 then, I mean, we're we're already kind of getting there, and I'm kind of hoping that like, I'm hoping that the Batman starts to kind of like slowly weave in his own DC universe, 
Yeah. I'm, I feel like he and, is set up yeah. so perfectly for a world's finest with Superman too. Like an it's actual be- proper like world's finest dynamic. Right. Correct. And you know what? And I still think they could, they, if they wanted to retcon all the other Superman stuff, kind of like what they did with Suicide Squad, where they just kind of retconned the first movie. Yeah, James Gunn just, like, just went for that it. Didn't happen. Yeah, and people love the Suicide Squad. Well, I know I love the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? So no, it it's well, like... I mean, it's better than the other stuff DC was trying to do. So if they decide to get a new director, still bring in Cavill, because he still wants to... He wants one more shot at Superman to do it right. He's mentioned it. And I'm more times. than happy to give it to him. I am there, more than happy to see earlier, him. There was a earlier. Someone said that... Uh, Henry Cavill was going, here we go, was going to be at the Black Adam panel tomorrow. So, so we'll see, right? Yeah. And, and if that's the case, too, like, if, if the, I loved if, him. And again, if he's going to be, if the, if Black Adam is also going to open up another separate pocket as well, like, where that whole, like, Justice Society, if, mm-hmm. like, you know, with, uh, with Hawkman and you know, Adam Smasher and all them, if they're all going to like Dr. Fate, like if that's going to open up a whole other side pocket thing, that's just going to reboot everything. And we don't know what's going to happen with the flash because the flash could have been a reboot for the entire universe as well. And we still don't, we still, I don't know if that movie's going to come out or not. Yeah. That's uh, that's kind of become a big, (laughs) yeah. It's a lot of choices to be made there. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be putting him on the sides of buses anytime soon. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard too because also the Batman I think is a really good opportunity in Bat in Batman specifically for a live action Robin. And yes. I'm gonna be real, I know not everyone feels this way, but I'm gonna be salty if the first one they introduce isn't Dick Grayson. Like if they jump to oh. Jason Todd or Tim Drake, I'm gonna be pissed. I don't think they would do that. And I think the way Matt Reeves' universe is set up too, I I think the way it feels to do you remember like when Daniel Craig started playing James Bond and his first things of James I Bond. I should were confess very, right like, now that I've never seen a James Bond movie, old or new. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. It's okay. But this, you'll, you'll get, you'll get what I'm but saying. I, and I know what happened with like Daniel Craig and resetting it. And I know about, I know right. about it. So I kind of feel like they're going to do kind of like what the Daniel Craig movies did, where it's like, he doesn't have the gadgets. He's not, everything's very like grounded. It's not very like wild and crazy technology. It's just very gritty. And then he eventually becomes that James Bond that a lot of James Bond fans recognize with the fancy cars yeah. that can fly and transform into a plane. He's got watches that shoot missiles, right? They're, they'll they'll lead up to that. And I feel like that's what this movie is doing. I hope and I so. I feel like eventually, like again, because the, the way this the Batman feels it's like I feel like we this could be the Batman we see in the blue and yellow oval this is could be the Batman we see literally why I wore yellow today I was like I know we're not wearing just like Batman merch and I was like but I'm gonna do yellow because I am a (laughs) little bit of a sucker for the yellow oval I am I know I I still appreciate designs that don't have it I do but you see it and it's just it just it just gives you such a superhero moment you know it's it like, does. ah, comics. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I, that's, and like I said earlier, like, you know, that's my favorite Batman. The blue, the gray, the yellow oval, the bright yellow belt. So you know, good. like, give me that. And it's, yeah. again, I feel like Matt Reeves, like, this is like, 
because it's his whole even his costume still feels very new like he's he's not yeah. there yet everything's still kind of like big he's got to like to make himself like to make the cape work to to fly he's got to like zip himself up in a parachute yeah. Even his, go. like, fighting style from the beginning of the movie to the end. Like, you watched him in the very beginning, like, just coming in and, like, talking shit and being weird. Then in the very end, like, behaving so differently like when he enters that club, you know? And yes, it was great. Like, he would be such a good thing to get an actual young Dick Grayson, too, you know? Yes. I, I would... He doesn't even have to be Robin right away. Yeah. Even if they brought him in and he's just... He takes in this 12-year-old. Yeah. This orphan 12-year-old. Even if they upped it to 14, I'll take 14. I'll take 14. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a kid. Yeah. I'll... 14's a kid. Right. Sorry, 14-year-olds, just... if you're watching and you feel very grown. Yeah. <laughs> 14's a kid. <laughs> 14's a kid. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that the uh, – I would love to see that kind of dynamic as well and where, you know, this he sees this yeah. potential and he sees this this anger inside of him that's not – getting yeah. in trying to help because help him cope is... in the most unhealthiest way <laughs> again not to critique any current dc authors but i do think something that over the years that modern dc has lost a little bit with nightwing is his temper like people i feel like always talk about jason todd as like the angry robin i'm like jason todd is emotional he is emotional he does have outbursts he's very passionate but he doesn't have a temper in the way dick does like Jason gets like overwhelmed and things and he has outbursts, but like Dick gets pissed. Dick is honestly the angry Robin. So like, yeah. give me like a pissed off teenage Dick Grayson. Right. Like we've seen him and Batman literally scream it out. Oh yeah. He's the one right? who comes in and is like, like that's why he and Bruce have like the dynamic that they have is because Dick is the one who comes in and sets him straight by just screaming at him for an hour. Yep. Or just even like being just straight up, up front with him. Yeah. Right, I think exactly. that's one of the best. That's one of my favorite parts in Hush is when the the Nightwing issue, and he's he's in the backseat of the Batmobile. And he's like, "So, Selena, huh?" And he's like, "Ed Bruce is hogging his head like only he can talk to me like that." No, <laughs> you know, yep, like, only you, you... Dick Grayson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And it's so true because it's just like, and you know, and to go back to Tim again too, because you know, again, mm -hmm. we're talking a lot about Tim, and it kind of yeah. shows how Tim is just kind of like. I shouldn't say like a good soldier, but he is just a little more like when Batman says you're staying home tonight in the cave, Tim yeah, just kind of goes worship for Batman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, because when Tim that. came in, like Tim was a, a fanboy, like just straight up, he was a Batman fanboy. Um, and that never really went away. Whereas right. Dick did not give a flying hoot about Batman. He just wanted to, you know, like avenge his parents. That's he right. was an angry kid. <laughs> and then after that, he just kept going in his little green panties, you know? His yeah. little pixie boots. <laughs> I still I would love to see. I know they I know they did it in Batman Forever where they made that the the, the, the costume for the flying Graysons. Uh, yes. But I I would not be opposed if they just did that again for for Matt Reeves. If they just did that costume again as Absolutely. their trapeze costume. I mean, it was supposed to be a nod to his trapeze days anyway. Right. You know? So, do so, it. No reason not to. Yeah. Yeah. I and would it... still like it if it was a little, like, obviously not the panties and the pixie boots, but more color. I just feel yep. like I get it. Batman is grim dark. Batman is always going to be grim dark. But why can't, why does everyone around him have to be Correct. all the time? <laughs> so, I, and I'm with you on that too. And, like, even if they kind of go, like, 
they don't want to give him the booty shorts and pixie boots. Which I guess. Which you know. <laughs> again, I, I have no problem with that. And again, that just could yeah, be just same. me. Just, that could be just me embracing what comics are. But yeah. I mean, if they're trying to make Robin more appealing to a modern audience, and they do go with that again, that Tim Drake style costume. Yeah. I just kind of hope whatever they do, they still give him like the bare elbows. Yeah. Right. And maybe not have him like dive into a gunfight. Right. But like Robin's kind of also there to create distractions. Yeah. So that That's Batman could like, go in behind and, and like flippy and you know, puns. If he doesn't say holy blank Batman at some point, what was the point? No. What was the point? <laughs> take a nod to that at some point. And you're right. I would love to see. Or just Robin a pun, again. just a pun of any kind. And, Please. And here's the best part is that they don't kill their villains off in the Matt Reeves universe. Yeah. Right? You don't have to snap anyone's neck to get the point, right? You can yeah. they they kept everyone alive. There's already established other villains, clearly. So you know, I would love to see Riddler come back at some point and Robin's the one solving riddles. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> I also think that it would be a really great opportunity to cast Robin. Like he doesn't necessarily have to be white. I mean, especially like as a kid in a oh, traveling yeah. circus. Like I always loved, you know, the concept of Dick being like possibly Romani in heritage um, or something else. So it's like, that's an opportunity because it doesn't change his character. If anything, it actually makes more sense for his character um, that he would have a different right. heritage, you know, considering his background. So I think that casting wise, that's a cool opportunity too. Absolutely. I think there's, I think that's, I will always say this, that the, the white characters in comics can always be replaced because their race never defines them. So it's yeah. always a good opportunity that you can, like if they change Dick, like Dick Grayson's race, go, if it's going to make it things like they did it with Gordon, it didn't even yeah. change. Any, I didn't even blink. No, because it still felt you? like I was watching Commissioner Gordon. In yeah, fact, and he's that probably means the best that if we Commissioner get, Gordon we'd have, we yeah. said we've ever had. Oh, he's fantastic! And that means if we get Babs, guess what she's going to look like? Correct. You know. Correct. Right? And it'll still be Babs. <laughs> it'll still be Babs. So. Again, if they want to go like full on, like if, if they make him white, fine, they make him white. If they make him yeah. Latino, they make him Latino. If they make him Asian, they make him Asian. But yeah, bottom, end of the day, I just want to make it, I just want it to feel like I'm watching Dick Grayson. Yeah, exactly. Like that That's is just, oh, please, please <laughs> give us tiny, angry, punny Dick Grayson. DC, we're begging you. <laughs> yep. Get, get, and, and have him be like good at like parkour and all that kind of stuff too. Like yes. to me, it just makes. Oh my gosh, I want him to be so flippy. He has to be flippy. Yes. Just a little. Like there should be. <sighs> the one thing I love about parkour, which I always find funny, is there's always unnecessary flips. And that's yes, what, that's what that's I want for him. I want him to be unnecessary. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, that's why he had like the shorter cape and all that stuff is because he's like out here doing this stuff where a big old cape like drags him down. That's why his Nightwing costume is so streamlined always. Like for me, the reason right. I think he has that is because like he is unnecessarily flippy. Like he's he's a showman. Dick Grayson is a showman at his core. Yes, like, he's a performer. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's yes, that's exactly it. I love it. I love it. I like, can... That's our circus boy. 
And it, uh, have you read, um, because I don't know what you've read and what you haven't read. Have you read the run uh, where he's Batman and Damien's his Robin? Oh, yeah. I've yes. read anything with Damian Wayne in it. Okay, perfect. Okay, good to know. And so, I <laughs> which think that's the one I will say, I... when people want to get into Damian Wayne, I suggest starting. That's the 2009 Batman and Robin, I think, was when that started. Oh my God, has it um, been that long? So, I suggest was that because Damian Wayne's real introduction, like the short crossover event they did, where it was like literally like one issue and a bunch of different runs that all like you had to like track them down, like oh. an Easter egg hunt. It was obnoxious. Man, and what, it was what have I done so with my life? Written. I'm sorry to every person who was involved in the introduction to Damian Wayne event. It was awful. When people say they hate Damian Wayne, that they like started that and then stopped, I'm like, valid. I'm like, please give. 2009, Batman and Robin, Dick and Damien a chance and call that your start because, wow, that was awful. <laughs> yeah, that's I, and I actually agree with you on that, too, because, I, like, again, we all hated Damien, but it wasn't until Frank quietly took over and started doing the that mm -hmm. Batman and Robin series with Dick Grayson as, yeah. as Batman where so the roles awesome. are flipped. It, it was so good. But I also love that Dick talks about, like, complains to Alfred, like, God, this cape. I can't move with this yeah. <laughs> It was just, it was a good Damien and it was such a good dick. And for me, yes. who again was like never really even the biggest Bruce Wayne fan, I was like, this is a Batman. Okay. <laughs> yep. It's a, and yeah, and I, I, that's still one of my favorite runs of the, of Batman yeah. ever is when it's Bruce amazing. Wayne's not even Batman. Yeah. And just how you watch them kind of like grow together and, and love each yes. other like brothers and, Honestly, Dick is family. pretty much Damien's dad at this point. Like, more so than Bruce in I, a lot of yeah. ways. It's, he's basically, I mean, there was literally, I forget which run it was in, but there's a scene later after Dick has gone back to being Nightwing and Damien comes to visit him. Um, it might even be in the Tom Taylor Nightwing run. I'm not sure. I don't think it is. Um, but they're talking to each other and Dick tells him, you know, when I left Gotham, I seriously considered taking you with me. Because he knows what Bruce is like as a dad figure and a mentor. Like, look what it did to him, Jason and Tim. None of them came out all right. Like, right? As someone who loves them, none of them out all right. And he literally's like, he's like, I was thinking of taking you with me. And Damien's like, really? And they're like about to talk more about it. Then a villain shows up and they get and they don't talk about it again. But Dick straight up says, like, yeah, I almost just like took you from him and adopted you. Yeah, there's the and I think too, like when you talk because again, like you were talking about earlier, just to go back to it, and you're talking about Damien's. Damien's transcripted future. Like if you have Dick Grayson as your, as your father figure. Yeah. That's not the direction your life is going to go. And I'm honestly bored with the idea of an evil Damien because they have done such a good job in developing his character. Like yep. it's boring. I like evil, evil Damien is boring. Like he was a bratty, like demonic child. Oh, and now he's going to turn up and be a bratty demonic adult. I'm like, he was 10. Yeah. Like yeah. he really like decided that this bratty 10 year old was evil because he was a bratty 10 year old. Like, have you ever met a child? I have yeah. for sure met children where I'm like, you are a sociopath. You are a straight up eight year old sociopath. And if right. they had the physical ability, I am confident they would have murdered me. Um, so I'm like, right. you just like, but, and then they do such a good job of developing him. Like, well, now I'm just annoyed that you're going to put him through all this development. And then what, like have him flip because Dick dies or something like that's boring. I'm bored. Right. Yeah. Nope. I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. And it's yeah. just like, you want to, you, you want to see your characters grow. Yeah. Like even if he it's did, not going to um, be, what is it? The run, uh, 
deceased the run that they have right now where he's Batman. Um, that's a that's a really fun characterization for an adult Damien. I like that one. Yeah, I like the idea of Damien becoming Batman. Yeah. Right? Even if and like actually being Tim... a softer Batman than his dad, honestly. I, I think so too. And I uh, what would be because him and we always know Damien and Tim are always gonna butt heads, which is great. I'm yeah. totally fine with that. <laughs> uh, but I also like the idea, like if if they stuck to the, their guns with like Tim would never give up the Robin mantle and was mm-hmm. still Damien's Robin. Dude, I love they were, they that. Were partners as as like older adults, where it's like, yeah, you know, honestly, like, between Damien's thirty and Tim's thirty five. Yeah, yeah. Tim is the cold one. Like Damien is emotional, and because I think that's what a lot of people didn't pick up on Damien's characterization. Damien did not enjoy murder. Damien enjoyed praise, and he associated praise with murder. He and then that's why he grows much in the Bat Fam because he realizes, oh, murder does not no longer equals praise. Like, <laughs> that's right. what Damien's core is, is he wants to be accepted and praised. And if you tell him, hey, not murder is good, he goes, oh. Right. And then, or he'll, it, and it depends on who's telling him that too, right? Like, I yeah. remember it's like, you know, you're not my father. I don't need your praise. I'll kill who I want. And it's just. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. a, that, now that was always have... the dynamic. Yeah, and at the end of like, I mean, his current Robin run is wrapping up now, which again is sad because I actually did really enjoy it. I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was mad at first. I gave it a chance. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I think it's really cool because he gets to this place where he's in this like moment with Talia and Bruce, and they're both arguing over him. Talia's saying like, I'm taking him back to the league, but we're gonna change it and make it better. And Bruce is like, the fuck you are, I'm taking him home. Yeah. <laughs> and Damien actually like I made a tweet at one point because I was able to do the parallel from like the first time you meet Damien and it's like and I don't even know if the artist did this on purpose and if they did like kudos to them but it's this beautiful parallel from like back when you first meet Damien and it's that panel where Talia and Bruce are standing and arguing and you see his like tiny little face like in between them at the bottom of the panel just like and then there's another panel in this one where it's the same thing but now Damien is like taller and instead of looking angry he looks sad and then the next few panels are Damien actually telling them off saying like, okay, but what about I make a choice for me this time? Like you two have been fighting over me like for the past four years. How about I make a me call? And it's really cool. And like, I don't want to see that Damien just become a devil Batman. Like, right. This is a really brilliantly written growth and really, really cool setup. Right. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm 100% with you on that. But we, we have already been at this for an hour. <laughs> I'm talking about Damien. That's what happened. <laughs> That's what happens. No, this has been great. I absolutely, I love this. Uh, but we are going to be, we're going to, we're going to quickly wrap up here. Just let you guys know we are, uh, we're going to be back on Wednesdays. We're going to do, it's yeah. going to be like what? Wednesday, 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 Friday. Yeah. It's going to uh, be like three Wednesdays and a Friday. Correct. So that's how we're, we're going to do it. Uh, and it's you know and expect a lot of things coming up so just to give you a quick forecast we've got lots of different discussion topics going across the board when it comes to batman because again we've got like 80 years of batman material to like (laughs) across all mediums there's a lot on the way uh we're also gonna go on uh we're also gonna be on lexi's twitch uh i'll let her plug that in one quick second uh we're hoping that we can both get ps5s in time uh, for October, uh, we're going to do uh, game nights with Gotham Knights uh, as well. So we want to do that together. Talk more. We could talk, uh, you know, the 
that family forever. And I think, uh, you know what? The uh, play, playing a video game where you're nothing but the family, I think, would be a lot of fun. So, oh, and some uh, of those designs too. I'm I'm ready to appreciate and rip them apart. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And, and uh, right before I just go right back to you quickly, and then the uh, you'll find me on Tuesday nights as well outside of here on Yes Have Some podcast channel, uh, Toy Anxiety every Tuesday night at six thirty uh, Pacific. So, and you'll find me there. And then you'll also find me again here, 730 Pacific on when, three, three Wednesdays and a Friday. Uh, so please set your notifications so you don't miss an episode. If you like this, please hit like, please leave a comment. If there's anything you want us to talk about, leave us a comment on the video. And you know what? We'll probably get right to it. Uh, Lexi, I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah, you can find me here. You can find me pretty much across social media under some form of Lexi the First. Um, the weeks where we are here Friday is because I am on Gen Con TV that Wednesday uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons on Actoroki. So if you'd like to, if you're into Dungeons and Dragons, you can find me there. But yeah, that's about it. That's <laughs> if you awesome. see us at a con, come so say yes. hi. Yes, absolutely. Yes, please, please, please come say hi. Because we'll be dressed up nice and we're going to look like news, like... Like we're like we're important, like we're supposed to be there. That's how I dress every day of my life. I don't live in t-shirts. Correct. This is me every day. Yeah. (laughs) Sunday afternoon, lounging on the couch, eating wings. This is it. This is me. Yeah, you can tell by the uh... lack of baby up that I definitely wear this all the time. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you everyone that tuned in. Thank you for watching. We hope you enjoyed our first episode. And uh, yeah, we'll see you. It's funny, it's already Friday, so we'll see you after the weekend in a few days. And we're going to talk more about San Diego Comic-Con and some of the other news because we didn't even get to Tom King's other news. He had a big comic That's book. That's right. So we didn't even get to that. But uh, so we'll get to that on uh, on Wednesday. And I can't wait. And yeah, that's it. Any 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 final comments, Lexi? No, I'm just keep coming back. We got more to talk about. I'm excited. Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. And we will we'll hopefully see you all very soon. Right. Hey, night. Good night. <laughs>